Wacky Zacky. No, that one. Don't. That's yeah. That, do people ever call you Zacky? I mean, do people ever call you Eddie? Yes, that's more common than Zacky. True. Like you, you know, you've probably heard somebody named Eddie more than you've ever heard anybody called Zacky. True. Yeah, I mean, like people say Zacharias. Yeah. But, you know. Whatever. Anyway, so speaking of dumbass nicknames, um, <laughs> did you know that there is a toy Hall of Fame? I did. It's actually quite interesting. Okay, so I, I didn't know that. Well, I'm a child, so yes, I know these things. This this is true. Um, when it comes to just um, about anything, if it doesn't have sugar, you're probably not involved. So apparently there is a national toy hall of fame. Okay. Like I'm, national, like U S or like, yeah, like the United States. I'm I don't know if you're talking for, like Russia toys or Chinese toys. No, I mean, Russian toys is just like nesting dolls and AK 47 and vodka <laughs> and potatoes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, anyway, the United States has one. Apparently it's in Rochester, New York. Okay. Um, it was established in 1998, so fairly recent. But there were three items, three toys that were inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame uh, recently. I don't know. The story came out yesterday, so fairly recently. Um, the The first two I get, but if you've had a Toy Hall of Fame since 1998, I don't know why it took this long for this board game to be there. But the first one is the uh, All-American doll, All-American girl doll. Okay. I don't even know how to say it right. It's, I'm sorry, it is the... American girl doll. American girl dolls. Right. Which I guess are pretty popular. Um, I think Target has like a knockoff of them. They're really expensive. Expensive as hell, too. Yeah, there's like a million accessories. It's like Barbie doll on steroids, right? Right. So, all right, cool. They're fairly popular. Um, the second one is Risk. I don't know if you've ever played Risk. Yeah, I remember playing it on the computer, never played the board game. So, um, don't start the board game unless you have, like, a week to devote to the game. It so, is, it's kind of like Monopoly. Um, well, there's a, a hell of a lot more strategy involved in Monopoly. I mean, in uh, Risk than there is in Monopoly. Um. But yeah, no, it just, it takes forever because you have, it's like your army versus my army. And then however many guys you have is how many guys I can fight. You have to roll dice every time. So if you have like 50 dudes versus 45 dudes, then it takes like 700 rolls to defeat a country. So it takes a while. Right. Um, And if you watch Seinfeld, which I'm watching Seinfeld on Netflix now, since all this, all the episodes are on there, there's an episode where, uh, Kramer and Newman, they play Risk, and they play it over, like, a month period. And they just have to leave the board at Jerry's apartment, and nobody can touch it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know. The game, the game to me, is really fun. But you have to have, like, three or four people that are dedicated to playing it. Okay. And if you don't play it constantly, then it takes forever, and then nobody wins, and then that sucks. Right. <clears throat> but the third thing that got inducted into the uh, – national toy hall of fame i don't know if they only do three every year or this is just a special year i don't know but it's sand say that again yeah no you heard me right 
Sand. Sand. Like like kinetic sand or no, like... no, 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 nothing special about it. Just like regular ass sand that you'd find at the beach. In the they're reaching this year. Like they they couldn't have gotten anything else. Like they well, went with sand. I mean, what's funny to me though is that this place has been around since 1998. Okay. So this is their 23rd year. Yeah. Uh, my math is correct. And they're inducting sand into the national toy. Like sand's been around for millions and billions of years and it just now got its due. Wow. Like that's kind of fucked up, man. That should have been, well, I don't know. I, do you play with sand? Your uh, not, not lately. Like I, I haven't been a fan of it in years. But like, did kid your kids have a sandbox? Do they, do they have a sandbox? We used to, but our neighbor would let their cats out and they would come shit in it, and so we had to get rid of it. <laughs> so okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what is sand actually known for, other than just being fucking a huge the neighborhood fucking cats litter come box? And shit in it. Yeah, like even if you go play sand volleyball somewhere where they have like a court set up, there's just cat shit all over it. It's so gross. But I'm actually looking at the national museum of play where i guess this is where the hall of fame is um you actually had things like legos play-doh frisbee barbie like tinker toys erector sets etch-a-sketch monopoly these are all the first year inductions okay um and you you look at i give up on life i just scrolled up and saw something that I can't believe this is actually in the fucking Hall of Fame. Well, so the reason why I brought it up, I mean, obviously, I think it's ridiculous, but the American Girl doll, right? Yeah. It got inducted, but then, like, when you look at what is already in, um, like, a baby doll is already there, right? Like, it's not like, uh, what's the stupid, it's not like a Cabbage Patch doll. Right, it's just not baby like a doll. Barbie. It's not the American like just just plain ass baby doll. I kind of feel like that would encompass everything All dolls. that's a doll. Yeah. Well, then that would take care of Barbie, and that would take care of like GI Joe original figures, or like even when they put in like the well, Star Wars. Wouldn't GI Joe be an action figure? I don't know. Some people classified it as a doll early back in the day. Hmm. Um. This one is just as bizarre as saying a cardboard box was inducted in 2005. I mean, that is a very popular toy. Right. Like, because most of the times when you buy kids stuff, they play with the box more than they do the actual toys themselves. Yeah. I mean, it usually it depends on the age of the child. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I'm scrolling through this list and. I guess maybe they tried to stay on like a theme or something. So like 1998, they inducted the teddy bear, right? But the Game Boy, the Nintendo Game Boy that fucking everyone had yeah, was inducted in 2009. So it took 11 years to get the Game Boy in there. That thing was life-changing. Uh, I don't even think the original Nintendo is in there, sir. Well, I see Atari. Atari was in there in 2007. The Big Wheel was done in 2009. That's pretty cool. Fucking playing cards, 2010. Had to wait 12 years to get in the Hall of Fame. 
I don't know. This thing is just pissing me off. Hot Wheels 2011. Skateboard 2008. Slinky 2000. So Lincoln Logs 1999, but Game Boy 2009. Greatest induction ever. The Stick in 2008. I saw there's a fucking blanket got inducted. Jesus Christ. Like a yo-yo, frisbee. Coloring books. Yeah, cardboard box. Bicycle. Paper airplane made it in 2017. This is stupid. Like, come on. Whoever's leading this, they, they need to do a better job. Yeah, this is this is embarrassing. Right? Because it, it just shows what these people played with as kids. And so is there, I mean, I don't know the full list of like Hall of Fames and stuff like that, but... Is there something that you wish there was a Hall of Fame of if there isn't already? Um, I mean, nowadays, there's probably a Hall of Fame for everything. Right. I, see, I feel like every time you wake up in the morning, they're like, hey, it's National Hot Dog Day. Hey, it's National Taco Day. Hey, it's National Blue Donut Day. You're like, what the? Y'all just making shit up. So there's probably a Hall of Fame for everything, but you think there's a food Hall of Fame? I mean, yeah. I mean, we're fat asses. We, well, that's what we like always we, talk about. Is we either talk about sports or food. Basically, I mean, is that bad? No. What else is there? Uh, what if there was a museum or a Hall of Fame of asses? Would you go to it? Yeah. What, hold on. Is it just just male and female asses, or is it well, going to be male like animal or, asses? What well, I don't know. Or is it I, just hey, 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 hey? Whatever well, I mean, you're like, into. When you, walk in, when you walk in, is there going to be like female asses to the right and male asses to the left? Well, in the society we live nowadays, it's got to be a mixture. But you, well, you'll be able to identify. But what I'm saying is, is like I don't want to walk in. Any They're not going to be segregated. Yeah, no, I want them separated. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm not trying to see no male ass, man. Do you think our ass, like, if there was a Hall of Fame, you think our asses could make it? No. No. <laughs> God, no. No, we're not special enough. No. So, Food Network has a Food Hall of Fame, but it's not like a place you can actually visit. Well, okay, so Arkansas has a Arkansas <laughs> Food Hall of Fame. Arkansas, of all places, the only thing they're known for. I'm clicking on it. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. Um, holy shit. Arkansas Food Hall of Fame. A nomination period is open to the public annually. Final selection will be by a blue ribbon panel of judges by the Arkansas Hall of, or Food Hall of Fame Committee. Can you imagine? Like, I... I'm Ed. Nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? Uh, well, I actually, I'm a board member of the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame Committee. What? That, that's, hey, a, you, that's a thing? You heard me. That's, that's freaking crazy. So, um, I don't know. It looks like these are just restaurants. Fel- See. Feltner's Whataburger, but it's W-H-A-T-T-A Burger. I, I feel like we need a 
Hall of Fame of food place well, that I mean, you can go to, and the food that is in the Hall of Fame, you can get it. And it's not like a knockoff or something. I mean, it's like the authentic so, Okay, meal. so are you going to have like, okay, we're in the Food Hall of Fame, so here's our hamburger wing, and it has like 17 billion places that have badass hamburgers? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be 17 billion, because look at any Hall of Fame. It has to be exclusive, right? Right, but what I'm saying is, is are you going to have Burger King has a Hall of Fame burger? Okay. I'm asking. Does yeah. Burger King get in? Well, I'm not going to if 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 the the committee thinks so, yeah. So that's what we're talking about. So we're talking about restaurants. It, anything. I mean, you you could do uh, if you wanted to do it to where it's just like here's a burger that's Burgers are Hall of Fame. Pizza, Hall of Fame. Tacos, Hall of Fame. No, like, you're going to have to do a specific, like, place. Right, that's what I was asking. Because or you chef. Because just say, hey, food Hall of Fame, hamburger, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. Double right? bacon like, cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger. Get pizza, it right. Meat lovers. Supreme. Right, like, so that just, I don't know, that sounds stupid now. I'm well, not. we just went over a list of Toy Hall of Fame with cardboard box and stick. Hey, well, you know what? You know what got inducted in 2015, and I know we've all played with it? <laughs> Myself? A super soaker. Oh. Well. Dude, remember when those were, like, unregulated, and you could pump that fucker up until it almost broke? It and then when you awesome. shot somebody, it felt like they were drilling a hole in your back? Wow. Yeah. Oh, like, nowadays... Well, I played with the original one, but nowadays the super soaker has like a relief valve. So when the pressure gets up too high, it, uh, it relieves. So you can't, um, you can't overpressure it too much because I guess what has happened is that somebody had overpressured it and it blew up like in their hands, which is kind of bad. But anyway, enough of this hall of fame shit, dude, for real, like, I, I'm just mad that like we're not, we're not going to make a Hall of Fame. I don't think. Well, we still got time. This is true. I mean, we're only uh, I don't know February and carry the one. We're only like nine months into this shit, so it's Man. very possible. We still got time. We we can do this. I mean, can we make the TikTok Hall of Fame? <laughs> that <sighs> That's a lot of work. Or is it just going to be like a social media Hall of Fame? You don't show enough titty on there. No, I don't. Mm. That's why I don't have a OnlyFans. You know what? If I could do an OnlyFans for my feet, I probably would do it. Oh, I mean, you can. It's just, are anybody going to pay for it? Well, that, yeah, that's more of what I mean. I don't mean that. I mean, I could do whatever I want. I'm saying right. like, it's not going to make me any money. Like, there's no point in embarrassing myself. Hey, so uh, that's, that's a cool question. So you know how in uh, uh, Talladega Nights, he's like, yeah, spread my butt cheeks apart is Mike Honcho. So... Like, what would your name be on your OnlyFans account? Dingleberry Steve. Why Dingleberry? I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to my mind. The first thing that came to your mind was shit hanging off of your ass? Or I'm decorating my butt hair with beads and calling them Dingleberries. Okay. That's that's weird. It is weird because now I, everybody thinks I have the longest butt hair in the world. I, I wasn't thinking that. Well, um, how else are you gonna beat it? 
How do you bead your butt hair? I, I, that's not a thing. So what I would do, since you no, don't you're looking on the ask, I would take videos of me dunking my nuts into like warm glue and then dunking them into different colors of glitter. And I would call it pretty nuts. <laughs> You know what? You might actually be onto something. Like I, I'm sure that there's a crowd out there. Like if you were to do season, like we're coming up on Christmas. If you were to go ahead and start doing some Christmas nuts, I could, um, do, I could do jingle balls. People, people would pay to see that. <laughs> I think you have something, sir. There, look, I I know that I have something because there's a dude I think on Instagram that like no joke is a barber for pubic hair. And like it's so funny. I've seen I've seen pictures <laughs> of the dude, like they blur out what it is, but he does like you know how like a barber like does an edge up and all that shit? He does this for your nut hair, and then for his Instagram, he posts like pictures, like he poses in these pictures, and it's like this. I don't know if you can see it, but he's like <laughs> There's just all kinds of man meat like over his shoulder, but it has like these intricate designs, you know, like, like one guy had like, like lightning bolts cut into his pubes. Oh my God. And the guy like legit, like he means it. Like he thinks it's a cool thing. And people yeah, man, can I get a number one faded into like a three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to like a nice fade from my chest pubes down to my ball fro. I want to, I want to tame, tame the lion mane a little bit, but I want to look fast. So can you put a, can you put a lightning bolt just below my belly button? Can you go ahead and just put that line above my <laughs> left sack? <laughs> just, just fade it all into an arrow that points to my dick. But I, I just give me that Drake cut. The, the way, the way that people, yeah, I want the, uh, I want the Patrick Mahomes. Can we do that? Do you think people are like, dying it too and getting it lined dude i don't know i i, I don't know because the only picture that i saw was the dude like on his knees like posing like this but everything was blurred out so i do i don't know but apparently That's that no dude is dog. really famous on instagram good for him i mean yeah it, he found something that worked that's a no for me yeah i'm, I'm not shaving any dick well, on that note, let's uh get this show started. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird avenue we went down. You ready? Started with toys, ended with nuts. Let's go. Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are again, assholes, for another episode. Uh, we're hitting the ground running right now. Reports have already come out that Odell Beckham Jr. has been released from the Cleveland Browns. Damn. Um, there's, we talked about it yesterday, you know, the, the tension that's been going on between Odell and Cleveland. Um, his dad coming out with the YouTube video saying Baker's not throwing to him. You know, I, I personally thought everything was going to be okay. Uh, later on, after we uh, recorded yesterday, we saw that Odell – was not at practice yesterday and they didn't say why well now 
this morning we wake up to the Browns and Odell working out a deal to restructure his contract to let him go. Not even five hours later, he's been released. Um, the biggest question is, where's he going? Man, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Um, a wide receiver of his caliber when he's healthy is fairly sought after. Uh, we've seen he's got a shoulder injury. I don't know how significant it is. Um, the last time that I saw him, he ran an out route, dove, caught the ball, but he landed on that shoulder, had to come out of the game. Um, but I think that was a couple of weeks ago. So it's crazy too. Cause we're, we're looking now and I mean, I'm scrolling through Twitter right now and everybody's posting, uh, the waiver orders and stuff like that, which, you know, you don't normally see because a lot of people don't care. But when you have somebody of this caliber hitting the waiver wire, um, you know, it, it's crazy to see where he may end up. You know, originally, whenever this came out, we posted on Twitter, Saints, Seahawks or 49ers or other. And the last time I checked, people uh, were voting other uh He's, he's going to end up somewhere else other than those three teams listed. Uh, the Saints are sitting at 30.8%, Seahawks 0, uh, 49ers 7.7, and others at 61.5. So What I'm reading here is saying that uh, basically because he was released, he's still technically under contract. So if you right. were to make a waiver claim or a pickup of him, you would have to pay – well, I guess the waiver claim. If you if you pick up the waiver claim, you have to pay eight million dollars for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if he clears waivers, though, that means he can just sign with any team, right? And that won't be until Monday. Okay. Well, yeah, they're saying that the Saints have to be considered favorites because they talked about trading for Odell Beckham before the deadline, and obviously Michael Thomas is out for the rest of the season. Um, Las Vegas Raiders seem like a good destination because they just had to cut Henry Ruggs because he's an epic fucking moron. Um, but I'm, I'm reading that Baltimore is probably high up on Odell Beckham's list as a way to give the Browns the finger. Um, because the Baltimore Ravens play the Browns twice for the rest of the season. This is true. And he's kind of all about, you know, giving people the finger and trying to show people up and people that have said that he can't do this or he can't do that. He's all about beating that expectation. So that sounds pretty good. Could you Um, imagine even if he went to, like, Cincinnati? So I don't think he's going to go to Cincinnati. I don't either. But have three wide receivers there that are pretty good. That would be a crazy quad right there. Yeah, but – I'm I'm thinking, so Green Bay needs a wide receiver. Yeah, they didn't really do much in the trades no. uh, before the trade deadline. But now, now you don't have to trade for him, right? If he clears waivers, which I think he will, because I don't think anybody wants to pay him $8 million. But if he clears waivers, then he can go wherever he wants. So if Green Bay reaches out to him, he's an upgrade over – Valdez Scantling and uh, Lazard. Yeah. Sure. And having Devontae Adams playing on the other side, Odell Beckham's going to get one on one coverage. True. So, I mean, that sounds good to me, but I don't know. 
So let's just go ahead and throw it out there now, throw our uh, votes. Do you think he'll get picked up before Monday or after Monday? No, I think he'll clear waivers and he'll have to sign a contract as a free agent. And you think Green Bay is going to be his landing spot? I mean, Green Bay sounds sounds pretty plausible. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at the odds makers list. They're listing the Saints as number one. Which makes sense because, like you said, they tried to trade for him. Right. Um, they just couldn't work out a deal. But I don't know. I mean, I could see him going to the Colts. Um, I don't know. Th- this is the list they have on uh, the sports line odds makers. Saints, Raiders, Ravens, Patriots, Rams. Why the fuck would he be going to the Rams? They have Robert Woods, they have Cooper Cup, and they have Van Jefferson. I can tell you exactly why he would go. Easy ring. Well, and that's not necessarily even true, right? Because as far as I'm concerned, Tom Brady still plays in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, but... And Aaron Rodgers still plays in Green Bay, right? Oh, I, I know you have high hopes on Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers winning this year, but the the strength that is of the Rams, and especially with them adding Von Miller, and if they add Odell on there, like they're not that adding is, Odell. I'm telling oh, you right I, now, he is not. I, I agree with you on that. I, I don't see that. Um, I could easily see the Raiders. I don't see the Saints because of the fact, like. This is going to be a one-year, like, rest of the season kind of deal, right? Yeah. And if I'm Odell Beckham and if I clear waivers and tons of teams are coming at me, I'm going for right now championship, right? I'll worry about next year when next year comes, right? But Well, then that's definitely not Saints, Raiders, Ravens, Patriots. Maybe Ravens. Maybe. But, I mean, Hollywood Brown and then – uh, Rashad Bateman, man, maybe Baltimore is a good play. But the thing is, though, is that they run the ball. Like, they are a running football team. Mm. Odell Beckham likes the ball thrown to him. And I think part of the reason why he's disgruntled in Cleveland is because they had that two-headed monster of running backs, and they didn't throw the ball very much. Yeah. right. They were winning games, and Baker wasn't even throwing for 180 yards. So, I don't know. But – I mean, for Odell Beckham to be happy, they'd have to throw the ball a lot. Um, the Patriots could make him get in line, though. I think the idea of Bill Belichick, you know, having as many skins on the wall as he does, that might make Odell Beckham kind of sit down and evaluate, hey, you know what, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Maybe I need to fucking listen. What about but, adding him on with the Chargers? I, I don't think the Chargers are ready to compete yet. So I think he I think you're right. I think he wants to go somewhere where he has a shot to win immediately. And if that's the case, I think we can eliminate the Chargers. What about Kansas City? So Kansas City can compete and they throw the ball a hell of a lot. Um, but whose spot is he taking? He's going to have to take um, Hardman and um, Gordon. Right. Because like he's going to take that number three spot. 
he wouldn't be number two? Uh, well, I mean, I'm counting Kelsey in there, but I mean, as far yeah, as wide okay. receivers, yeah, he'd that. have to be number two. I mean, he would definitely be number three on the target list. Right. Right, because like you said, yeah, Travis Kelsey is going to get those Because him and Tyreek next to each other, that's deadly. And then you yep. always have to worry about Pringle, Hardman, and, well, not so much Gordon, but, I mean, you can't ever just sleep on them. Yeah, I, that's one disappointing thing. What the fuck is going on with Josh Gordon? Dude, Good he's boy. been out the league for a while, man. Give him some time. Yeah, he needs to step his, his game up, man. This is bullshit. Hey, man. Dude's sober living now. Yeah. Um, I don't see the Bills. Even no. Though they have Emmanuel Sanders and Stephon Diggs. And, and Cole they Beasley. have Gabriel Davis and Ju- uh, what's his, not Julian Edelman, the other guy, uh, Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley? That's what I said, Cole Beasley. Cole. They're not, they're not needing a wide receiver. Um, he's not going to Tampa Bay. They don't need him. Watch him end up somewhere like Jacksonville or Houston. That's stupid. Why would he do that? That's... He's he's going to be more frustrated on those two teams. Like he'd be more frustrated just saying those teams' names. Um, Arizona. I'm going to put money. I'm going to go out to RR Sports Betting. I'm going to look and see if that if that's on there. Because if it's on there, I'm going to put some money on the Packers. That's what I'm going to do. Let's see. Because according to this, Packers is plus 1,000. Ooh. Right. So I'm like, eh, let's, let's see what we got here. I, you know what? They probably don't have that bet. But I'm going to try it anyway. How'd your, uh, how'd your hockey bets go last night? Uh, let me see. I got it pulled up. Let's see. I dabbled a little bit in everything. I was four for nine on my over-unders and six of nine on my money lines. Nice. So Six of nine gets you paid, man. 69 always gets you paid, sir. Well, yeah, but sometimes you just have to wipe your face. Mm. Uh, it doesn't look like they have it posted right now. No, I didn't see it either. That's something I would like to at- bet on. If I was a betting man, I would bet on the Packers. I would take the Packers plus 1,000. Okay. Okay. Uh, Adam Schefter's got it tweeted out right now. Him and a... Uh, Green Bay jersey, a Patriots jersey, Saints jersey, and a Niners jersey. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, th- I feel like this is going to be the talk of the town for today and possibly tomorrow. If nothing happens, Monday morning, we're back at it with uh, more information on that. So, if uh, you have an idea of where you think Mr. Odell is going, let us know below. Comment below. I, I didn't think about the Niners. The Niners could be okay. George Kittle's coming back. Debo Samuel is playing well. Brandon Ayuk is not playing well. <laughs> so he could step in immediately and take the take the targets away from Brandon Ayuk. I could and, see him take his talents to uh, Miami. But and... there's, there's nobody in Miami. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of teams that at least have a shot to win. So think about it like this. Just long-term thinking. 
All right. We've talked about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he didn't get traded before the deadline, but apparently Miami was a spot that he wants to go to. If Odell wants to play with Deshaun Watson and Deshaun's hooked on Miami and they're waiting for the offseason to come and Miami throws the deal out, gets them, Odell's already there. What yeah. not to draw more even – now he's the star, him and uh, Jalen Waddell uh, with yeah. Devontae Parker. That's a good trio right there. Well, so thinking – Thinking of like how Odell Beckham has kind of handled himself in the NFL, I feel like he's going to want to do both. He's going to want to go after a ring right now and then, you know, sign like a one-year deal to finish the year out. And then next year he could go join Miami if he wanted to, right? Go play for the Packers now, win a Super Bowl, and then Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be back next year. And then if Deshaun Watson goes to Miami, then Odell can just go to Miami and play there. With Odell being out now, the Browns are in big trouble. Um, you already look at what they have on the roster, and a lot of their their offensive side is hurt, right? Like even though they've got a stout defense for mainly Miles Garrett, but this is a busted team, right? Like if they want to have any type of – competition in this division they're gonna have to figure out how to play with what they have now granted you can go ahead and run the ball all day with nick chubb and cream hunt and ernest johnson but i mean who are you gonna throw it to right well i mean yeah jarvis landry's kind of been banged up and uh the the tight end they signed the tight end to a huge contract and he hasn't really done anything on that team well austin um, hooper yeah austin hooper i don't know if it has to do with uh, like, you know, target share or anything like that. I mean, we've seen Njoku have a couple of good games, but right. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, it's tough to look at that offense now. Now, last season without Odell, they thrived. Right. So, but that was healthy Jarvis Landry, healthy Kareem Hunt, healthy Nick Chubb. They don't have that right now. So, I don't know. It's going to be tough sledding for, uh, for uh, Cleveland now. Um, I mean – they're already behind in the division. Um, I don't know. I mean, it looks like just the the Bengals and the Ravens are the class of this division now. Browns fans right now are going, oh, no, we suck again. Yeah, well, and mostly it's because Baker just isn't playing well. Yep, so they're already look, more than likely looking into the offseason at free agency and draft. Like, what are they going to do? They, yep. they've, got, they've got to do something, right? Yep. So speaking of NFL though, did you did you happen to watch some Thursday night football last night? Bro, I don't know what is going on with the Colts and primetime football, but every time they play, they put on a fucking great game. Yeah, they they played pretty well. I think I'm not hundred percent sure. We can probably play the tape back, but I'm pretty sure I told you that Jonathan Taylor would rush for hundred yards and he would rush for a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, he did that. Bro, the prop bets yesterday that we discussed, if you would have bet on any of them, uh, I think you probably would have hit a lot of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you bet you wanted to bet on the longest touchdown being over 39 and a half yards. Turned out and Jonathan Taylor ran one for 78 yards. Yes, sir. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, well, first off, Indianapolis Colts beat the New York Jets 45-30. 
Uh, we got to see the return of Mike White come out for the come out for the Jets, and then he got hurt, and then they brought his backup, Mr. Jay Johnson. Yeah, Josh Johnson threw for 317 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, a lot of that was in garbage time. The Colts were in complete command of this game. Oh, absolutely. It was 28 to 10 at halftime. And then shortly after halftime in the uh, third quarter, it was 42 to, uh, what's that, 16. So the Colts were in complete command. Um, And it makes sense. I mean, the Jets already started a backup quarterback in Mike White. And then had to go to the essentially the third string uh, quarterback, Josh Johnson. Um, They really had no shot winning this game. Um, Indianapolis before the game was the best three and five team in the league. Um, I think they're only three and five because their schedule started off kind of tough and they weren't completely ready yet. Um, I feel like they've kind of hit their stride. I don't want to get too excited about stomping on the Jets, but it was a good game. It was a complete win for the Colts. It, uh, if, as we said, Jonathan Taylor had a game. Um, he, he had a 78-yard run for a touchdown, but you take that away, and he still ran 18 carries, for 94 yards and a touchdown. So 172 rushing yards and two touchdowns. And Carson Wentz threw for just under 300 yards, 272, and three touchdowns. So it was a complete game. The defense played great up until the, you know, the fourth quarter. And I, they just completely dominated the game. Yeah, the score shows 45 to 30, but it wasn't even that close. So first off, if you're a Jets fan, you've got to be super pleased with how this team has performed over the past two weeks and pray that this continues on through this season into the next after the draft and whatever else they may do in the offseason. My biggest takeaway, so the Jets using Elijah Moore yesterday is what I've been looking for all season. Seven for, what, 84, 84. yards yep. with two touchdowns. Got his. He finally got his first touchdown in in the NFL, um, and then on top of that, I, I've noticed now. Uh, what is his name? I have it written down. Do, do, do. Croft. Croft is such a sneaky little secret weapon that the Jets has. He's been a huge playmaker at good times. Um, now he's not coming out there and being the leading receiver or touchdowns or anything like that. He gets them in great field position in big time plays. So I, I think that, like I said, the Jets fans need to be happy with what they have and what they have in the future. Maybe Zach Wilson's not it, and maybe I don't know what they're doing. They're building up the confidence on these backup quarterbacks, and it's making them seem like they already they've played this game at this level before I've never heard of Josh Johnson, Mike White. I knew of him, but I never saw him. Touch Josh Johnson has been right? in the league for a while. He, he was in Tampa Bay, I think for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know who drafted him, but I, I've seen his name before. Um, he's been around the league for a while. Um, Mike White, like, yeah, burst onto the scene. He came into the Patriots game when Zach Wilson got hurt and looked like, you know, a f- first, quarterback like the uh, backup quarterback but then in his first actual start lit the world on fire and really if you look at his stats 
He only played basically like the first two drives. Yep. He was seven of 11 for 95 yards and a touchdown. And the touchdown pass was perfect, but it was a great play call. It was a wheel route they they ran. The defender thought, I guess he thought he had help over the top. Safety rolled to the other side of the field, so he was wide open. Yep. It was an easy throw, but, you know, not all quarterbacks see every throw like that. So, it's it's I don't know. I, I, I don't want to give too much credit to the Colts for beating the Jets because they're the Jets. They did beat Cincinnati, so that's a fluke thing. But um, I, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get to see Mike White finish the game. Um, his touchdown pass in the first quarter and his four touchdown passes last week, um, actually they pass the total of touchdown passes that Zach Wilson has had all season. Yep. Um, but they drafted Zach Wilson in the first round this year. So I'm not, you know, my stance on Drew Locke. I'm already pissed about it. I don't understand how fan bases get this where, hey, Zach Wilson played six games and he didn't do shit. Now here's this Mike White guy. He's played two games or whatever, and he's already got better stats. Maybe he should be the starter. No. If he was supposed to be the starter, he would have won the job already. Zach Wilson got drafted to be that quarterback. There is no quarterback controversy. Now, could this turn into a uh, – what's the quarterback that the Packers had that he threw for four touchdowns? Matt Flynn. So, Matt Flynn threw for seven touchdown passes in a game, and then the next season he got a huge contract in Seattle and he got beat out by Russell Wilson yep. in preseason. So – this could be an opportunity for Mike White to get paid to maybe some other team thinks he can be a starter, but he will not be the starter for the New York Jets when Zach Wilson is healthy. That is correct. And But I also think that this is boosting both him and Josh Johnson's stock a little bit. Other teams are watching them, probably looking at their contracts, seeing if they are wanting one of these two guys for a solid number two. And who knows? Maybe somebody's going to want to try to make them a number one. Are either one of them a number one? Absolutely not. No. Um, Josh Johnson, like you said, has been in the league since 2008. Um, that was 13 years ago, folks. Like. Yeah, he's not he's not about to be an elite quarterback. No, he um, would have put it together before now. Um, right. So, but on the flip side of it, I've got to give it to the Colts, man, and the the craftiness of some of the plays that they were running. They did a little shuffle pass to Jack Doyle in the second on second and goal for the touchdown uh, to where they continue to do handoff, 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 fake the handoff to Jonathan Taylor, and then they pitched it to Jack Doyle. Fooled the defense completely, and Jack Doyle walked in for a touchdown. The whole run game for the Colts was great yesterday for a total of 260 rushing yards with three touchdowns. Naheem Hines was 74 uh, rushing yards. Just his longest was 34 yards. Like, the Jets could not stop the run yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, that was a piss-poor performance through the first three quarters of the Jets' defense. Like, I understand that your team is bad, but have some pride. Don't let teams just line up and punch you in the fucking mouth like that. And, you know, this is probably the downfall, too. Here I am, like, praising the Colts for another great primetime game, but at the end of the day, it was against the Jets, right? Like, right. anybody and they're still, should have. They're still four and five, right? They're not 
I mean, I guess now technically they're going to be in line to contend for the division. Huh? Absolutely. They play Jacksonville next week, which should be another win. Um, with Tennessee playing the Rams this week, that should probably tie them up for the division. Well, so it'll it'll put the Titans at – if they lose, it'll put them at 6-3. and three. They're going to lose. And it'll put the Colts at 5-5. Five and five. So they're still going to be a couple yeah. games back, but – it, I mean, when you're one win away and you know you're going to play that opponent, I mean, it's it's inevitable that you're going to catch up to him if you think you're better. So, um, I think the way Carson Wentz is playing, though, is impeccable. I think he was 22 of 30 mm-hmm. for 272 yards and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. And he still doesn't have many interceptions. No. Yeah. and he, he, he doesn't – I don't want to say he looks like his – you know, the form when he, they the Eagles won the Super Bowl and he got hurt. He doesn't look like that, but I like to see him playing with some confidence. You know, anytime your quarterback is confident, I think it's way better for your team. He's sitting at 17 touchdowns for the season so far, three interceptions. He's averaging a completion rate of 63.3%. Um, his rating's at 100.1. QBR at 58.4. Like, He's he's just under twenty two hundred passing yards for the season. Yeah, um, he's he's doing great, man. And maybe you know him and his former coach being back together, him being out of Philly, yeah. um, actually having a run game. You know, helps I think that's out. what's helping him the, helping him the most the run game because when you look at his stats for this past game, um, yeah, he threw for two hundred seventy two yards. But the wide receivers, Michael Pittman had five receptions for 64 yards. Zach Pascal had four receptions for 58 yards. Naheem Himes had four receptions for 34 yards. So, like, he's spreading it around. Yep. Right? There's not one dominant wide receiver where he had, like, 14 targets and nine catches for 170 yards. None of that happened. So the ability for him to spread it around is, is beneficial. And I think that just that shows me even more – that Carson Wentz is is getting better and he's yep. returning to form. And you look at Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is leading out of nine games the running game or in average yards per carry at five point nine. Like that is outstanding and oh, yeah. truly, like we said, helping Carson and the uh, rest of the offense out. So I don't know. They've got an easy one again, like we said, next week against Jacksonville. So. We'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're going to beat up on the division for a little while. Yeah. That's okay. Speaking of the division, uh, Tyrod Taylor was announced as the Houston Texans starting quarterback, which has changed the lines a little bit. Oh, yeah? What did it go to? uh, What was it yesterday? I don't know. It only dropped half a point. What is it now? They still have Miami favorite at five and a half. Um, if Tyrod Taylor is playing and he's healthy, I'm going to take Houston money line. Yeah. Houston, Houston looked like a completely different team when the season started and Tyrod Taylor was their quarterback. You can probably look for a big game out of Brandon Cooks on that game. Yeah, I mean, well, he's going to have 1,700 targets. Oh, to piss you off some. What? There have been breaking news out of uh, – what was it called? Uh, Broncos camp. 
Oh, shit. What? Yep. Uh, Broncos GM George Patton acknowledged the organiz- organization is not approaching a rebuild, and they have named Teddy Bridgewater and Justin Simmons as two players that they're going to build around. <laughs> Why? Why? So I saw a story about Patton. I think you say his name. I think you actually pronounce it Peyton. Peyton? Yeah. So anyway, Peyton? I think he is saying what needs to be said currently. Um, he also has been quoted as saying that he is happy that Vic Fangio is his coach. He doesn't want anybody else. And he doesn't think that anyone else in the same situation would be able to handle it. If he goes anywhere in Denver, any fan would laugh in his face saying that out loud. Oh, absolutely. Vic Fangio can't even manage timeouts properly. I'm pretty sure he's not handling the quarterback situation or any other quarter, any other situation with the team correctly. Yeah. Oh, so there's that. Uh, I am like this close. Eh, maybe this close. I'm this close to not being a fan of the Denver Broncos until Vic Fangio is gone. Wow. I, I just, I can't do it. Like wow. we've had bad coaches before, right? Josh McDumbass was our coach for two seasons. And I still, to this day, think he was sent by Bill Belichick to dismantle the Broncos. I, I swear that's exactly what I thought. Kind of a crazy conspiracy take. I mean, the Broncos hired Josh McDaniels and then traded Brandon Marshall, the number one wide receiver in the league, and then traded Jay Cutler, uh, three, a third-year quarterback who had just thrown for 4,100 yards when throwing for 4,000 yards was a big deal. Right now, everybody and their mother does it, but back then – in 2007 or five or whenever the hell it was, that was a big feat. And then after that, he drafted, uh, a, he drafted Tim Tebow. He traded back into the first round to draft Tim Tebow in the first round when Tim Tebow had like a third to mid, a mid third to early fourth round grade. So I'm not sure what he was thinking, but we've had bad coaching before. I've lived through this before. And even when Josh McDaniels was the coach, I never wanted to renounce my fandom ever. And now Until now Vic Fangio is that bad. And then the, the patent Peyton, whatever the fuck, however you say his name, he's Don. running, he's running Minnesota South in Denver is what he's doing. He, he went and got Teddy Bridgewater because if you don't know this, he drafted Teddy Bridgewater as a rookie, right? And then every time the Minnesota Vikings look like they're about to release a player, he either trades for him or signs him as a free agent or whatever. And so we're slowly becoming the Minnesota Vikings South. The problem with that is the Minnesota Vikings have never won anything. Like the biggest play of the Minnesota Vikings history is probably – the random throw from Case Keenum where Stefan Diggs jumped up and caught it and two Saints players completely whiffed on the tackle and he was able to run for a touchdown. And that was like four years ago. 
Was that the Minnesota Miracle? Yeah, that's probably the best play in Minnesota history. And mind you, they had Dante Culpepper just throwing up nines to Randy Moss. So this team has never accomplished anything. I don't think it's a good business model to be duplicating in Denver. Well, we will see. Well, I didn't so mean to fuck get you. you for bringing that up. <laughs> that irritates the shit out of me. I hate both of them. Well, Justin Simmons is a great player, but Vic Fangio, I hate, and Teddy Bridgewater, I can't stand. He is so bad to watch. I mean, maybe he's trying to copy the Cowboys model where you just continually go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-8 and eight or 9-7 and seven or whatever the hell you're going to go now, and you just turn your franchise into a $7 billion organization. Well, I don't know. Only the future can tell us, right? I, I hope it's not Teddy Bridgewater. You got some basketball for us? I Well, so basketball made me look like a total dick yesterday. Why is that? Um, well, so I talked all that shit about Boston how I thought that they were going to finally listen to Marcus Smart, even though coaching had been telling them to pass the ball. Now Marcus Smart gets on the team, and they're like, okay, well, I guess guess we'll start passing the ball. Um, They won last night against the Heat, a team that I have ranked pretty high in my top 10 power rankings. Um, Boston won 95-78. to Mm -hmm. Um, They played great defense. They forced Miami to take bad shots. They out-rebounded re- out Miami. They, they did everything. They won every facet of the game. And like the highest, the highest scoring person on the team was Jalen Brown. Yep. 17 points. Like, he averages 26. Jason Tatum is averaging uh, 24. He only had 10 points. Of course, he only had... He had zero points until the third quarter. So there's that, too. Um, But, I mean, Marcus Smart had nine. Al Horford. Al Horford had a hell of a game. Um, He kind of took over in the third quarter, and that's when they really distanced themselves from the Heat. Um, The Heat were shooting terribly, and then it didn't help that halfway through the third quarter, Kyle Lowry left left the floor with a – I think he twisted his ankle. So it didn't work out well for the heat but Celtics looked really good if they can continue this unselfish type basketball the other role players play really good defense so it's possible that a team like the Celtics with Jalen Brown not not he wants to be a superstar but not jacking up shots and and becoming a super becoming a superstar and completely destroying the rest of his team I think they can be pretty good. Um, I mean, the Heat, the Heat shot horribly. I mean, really, both teams shot pretty bad. You know, uh, 39.7% for the Celtics to 34.6% for the Heat. But the difference was the Celtics made 39% of their, their three-point shots while the Heat only made 22%. And that's going to cost you some games. Not only is it going to cost you games because you're not hitting the three, but oh yeah, I hate when that happens. But the other team, you're not even contesting their three point shots. Obviously, they're knocking them down. You need to make those shots harder. You need to make you need to be in people's faces. You need to do the old Shane Battier cover their face while they're shooting type thing. Um, that was 
it was a great performance by uh, by Boston. I, I'm shocked they played that well, and I'm shocked that Miami played that bad. I don't I, like watching the game. I don't know if Miami just played so bad they lost the game, or if Boston played just so well they just took it away. I, I I'm on the fence on both. But I, I, mean, I think it was more that Miami was on an off night. You look at it, I mean, somebody like Tyler Hero only doing six points, right? Yeah. Like, normally he's more of a, a impact player on that. Uh, P.J. Tucker with three. Jimmy B not draining a three, 0 for 4. Yeah, he's still at 20. He carried the team. Um, yeah, but I mean, Jimmy, you need more from Jimmy Bucket. So it, it, it was an off night for the Heat. I, I don't put this game as a deciding factor as, as far as where the Heat stand from here moving forward. Um, Boston also, like you were saying, with the averages of some of their top tier players, like this was almost an off night for them as well. Yeah, um, the bench is pretty much what it seems like that came out and helped Boston, uh, solidify the win right uh schroeder comes out and gets 14 off the bench five for 12 he looked really Um, good too by the way but it just seems like on the defensive side of the ball boston was just that much stronger a little bit more with rebounds um and steals and blocks on that too i don't even think miami had a single block all game yeah Um, i'm with you on the uh the way the Celtics played, it seems like them passing the ball more on the offensive end of the floor helped their defense to stay kind of like warm, loose, ready. Maybe they were ready to contribute more on defense because they were being involved on offense. I don't know. But either way, I mean, they had uh, six players in double digits. That I mean, that's tough to do. Yeah. So, I mean, hats off to the Celtics. They beat a really good team in Miami. I think Miami is going to have their their drop off now, and then probably by the All Star break they'll really pick it up, and uh, they'll be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. But if the Celtics play this brand of basketball, defense wins championships, and they're playing some pretty good defense right now. Yesterday's game that I think you and I were looking at, other than uh, Boston and Miami, was Utah and Atlanta, and Utah came out and dominated that game. Um, Trey Young, of course, for Atlanta was their leading scorer with 21 points. Um, but Utah came out and I mean, they're starting five, four of the five were in double digits. O'Neal was one point away from double digits on points. Um, Clarkson comes off the bench with 30. He was 10 for 19 and four and 10 from three point land. Uh, just out. They, they were balling out of their mind last night in Utah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at – The same thing in Atlanta. Atlanta's four of their five starters were double digits with uh, – I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Bog, Bogdanovich, whatever. Uh, eight points with Bog, him. Bogdanovich. But just like how we mentioned with Miami, uh, the missing of threes was Atlanta's problem. Seven for 28 compared to Utah 17 for 41. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at field goal percentage. Um, Jazz, the Utah Jazz were shooting fifty over 50% from the floor. That's a great night. Anytime you can shoot over 50%, I think that's that's a that's usually going to be a win. Um, they also shot 41.5% from three. So that's a good good shooting percentage in this league. 
Um, they jacked up 41 three-pointers, but they made 17 of them. And I think when we were talking about the Nets yesterday, I think any, if you make 20 three-pointers, there should be no way you lose that game. Oh, right. So, I mean, I'm looking at, like, rebounds. They out-rebounded the Hawks by 15. That's a lot, but they're not – like, offensive rebounds to me are the stat that really kills – excuse me, really kills the other team because they forced you into a bad shot you missed said bad shot, but then you got the rebound. You got a fresh 24. You got another shot at it. And, I mean, the Jazz out had nine offensive rebounds against the Hawks five. It wasn't a glaring disparity, right? It's not something I can point to and be like, all right, this right here, this is why they lost. I think the reason why they lost is because the Jazz shot three-pointers better than them. And yeah. in this league, if you're not making three-pointers, you're, you're probably well behind. One of the games, the final game actually, we want to talk about uh, from yesterday was your number two Los Angeles Lakers losing to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Now, granted, they didn't have LeBron James due to him having, I think, an ab- abdominal strain. Um, but it is a pretty close game that should have been a blowout. We mentioned yesterday the powerhouse that is the Lakers with all the stars that they have on that team. And for you to lose by three points to a shitty Oklahoma City team, um, that's a problem to where if you're well, going to say that. they didn't have Braun Braun. I think if LeBron plays, it's a completely different game. Obviously. But that's my point exactly to where if you have Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Um, well, those three players that you named scored 20 points. Dwight Howard, Rondo, Ellington, like uh, Bazemore, like. DeAndre Jordan, these are players that like have to pick up the slack when LeBron's there because he's up there in age. We've noticed over the past two seasons now that injuries are starting to affect LeBron James to where he's going to miss a couple of games. Well, and, and plus some, he just needs rest too. I mean, and he just needs rest. You're right on that. So this team, again, with the experience and the NBA knowledge and that they have, need to know how to pick up the slack. They can't just depend on LeBron. I agree. Um but I think this is another growing pain of Anthony Davis learning to play with Russell Westbrook, learning to play with Carmelo Anthony. So, I mean, LeBron played with them in the Olympics. So there's that's where they have their continuity, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think – was Anthony Davis on that team? Maybe. I, said, I don't even know. To be fo- totally honest, I don't follow Olympic basketball because, A, I don't think it's fair, and, B, I just don't care. But um, – when I'm watching the Olympics, I like to watch curling. But, no, like, I don't know. It, it, these guys that are role players, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, like, they need to be stepping up and playing better. I mean, Rajon, or Rajon Rondo had zero points. Granted, he only played 15 minutes, but he's supposed to be like a spark kind of player, right? He should be able to get fast break points. He should be able to get, you know, blow by drive points because everybody stepped out and they're playing Anthony Davis or they're guarding the three against somebody else. He should be able to blow past a couple of people and he had zero points. So I, and he only had four assists. I, I'm just not, I'm not sold on the rest of the roster. I mean, I know AD, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. I know those guys can play. Obviously, LeBron, he just didn't play last night. I know those guys can play, but I need these other guys to step up. I need at least one person with 10 points. 
right? Um, Closest person with to 10 points, Avery Bradley had nine. But I, he had I, nine points in 32 minutes. Like, that's unacceptable, especially I, when you have no other stat to speak of. I feel like we're, we're a broken record because we keep saying it's the early part of the season stuff, but I think this is a, a true sign of a team that's going to implode because of there's too many Chiefs on, on the court. Um, and you could be and, right. I, I disagree with you on that part. I think LeBron is going to command the respect. LeBron has all the skin in the game. He has all the rings on his hands. So true. I kind of think they're going to just shut up and listen to him and follow his lead. And in the playoffs, it'll be a completely different team. Um, Hopefully if they make it that far. But they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think we have to worry about that. The NBA only has 32 teams, and I think 24 of them make the fucking playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if he's one of the eight teams, it's not true, but if he's one of the eight teams that has to stay home, then something's wrong. They need to blow up that roster anyway. He's probably going to go somewhere else. If the playoffs started today, they would go in as a sixth seed in the Western Conference. And they've been but, playing like shit. So. Right. And I mean, you look at who's above them: Utah sitting at seven one, Golden State six and one, Dallas at five and three, Memphis five and three, Phoenix four and three, um, with the Nuggets and Kings right behind them. So I don't know. Um, I've told you before, I don't have a lot of faith in this Lakers team. Five years ago, I would have been a huge fan of them. Yeah. I'm, I just, I don't think that they're going to jive well, and I think we're seeing a lot of signs of it that's showing some truth to it. Now again. Hopefully, things can start progressing more in their favor, but I don't see it happening. I see some of these players being used for trade bait um, just to get maybe some younger players. Um, I don't know. But uh, I, I don't see this. This team that we see right now will not be the same group of guys on the roster come playoff time. Okay. So they're going to make a move, I guess. They're going to have to. Because right. if they keep, if, if they keep performing this way with or without LeBron James, like they're not going to go far into the playoffs. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, usually the teams that go far in the playoffs have a pretty deep bench. Um, I mean, even though in the playoffs you're not playing all the bench, you're only playing like eight players in a rotation. But I don't know. I think they're going to end up finishing like the second or third seed in the West. They'll make it to the conference final to the uh, yeah the conference finals, and uh, we'll see what happens there. I don't want to pick them for the NBA championship because I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but they're they're right there, man. They're pretty close. You watching any in, games tonight? I was about to ask you the same thing. So I'm looking at the New York Knicks versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Knicks are five and three, finally kind of starting to put something together. And the Bucks are four and four, and they haven't really shown me anything. So I want to see what happens in that game. Um, I don't think the Knicks are better than the Bucks yet, but they're a team that if the Bucks just show up thinking they're going to get a win, the Knicks could put them in their place. So um, the line is Milwaukee minus three and a half, over under two seventeen. Um, I think you're probably safe to take. Milwaukee and the over, but um, we'll see what happens there. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Knicks are going to play against the Bucks. That, that's something I'm watching. I have another game that I want to see also. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Pacers and the Trailblazers. 
Um, both teams are, I would say they're both playoff teams. Um, the Pacers started off kind of slow and now they're starting to put some stuff together and Portland, Damian Lillard flirted with going to LA in the off season. He met up with Carmen, not Carmelo. He met up with Anthony Davis and he met up with LeBron James and there were talks, but ultimately he decided to go back to Portland. And so I feel like he's got like a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he's still good enough to lead a team. And uh, I want to see what they look like when they play a team. that's probably on an even keel with them. Well, the problem's never been Lillard not producing for the team. It's the no. fact that the rest of the team can never produce. 100%. Lillard has carried this team for so many years. Like, I was almost banking on him bouncing out of there. Even though he just signed a contract with them, I say, like two years ago, I was banking on him leaving Portland this year after the way that they performed in the playoffs. Did they make playoffs last year? Either this year or the, uh, last year or the year before that. Um I was almost counting on him leaving, but he's still there. Um, if I think they have another season like they've had in the previous years with him, he's probably gone after this year. I mean, I think I think that's that's probably right. I do think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, depending on their seed in the first round, they'll probably get bounced in the first round. That's kind of where I'm putting yeah. it. I'm watching uh, Charlotte and Sacramento tonight. I haven't watched any Sacramento ball tonight. Uh, Miles Bridges for Charlotte has been nothing but phenomenal. He's fun to watch. Him and Mellow Ball have just been spectacular. I love the the few games I've watched of theirs this season so far. I've I've enjoyed. Uh, But also on the flip side, I want to see what Sacramento has with Harrison Barnes and DeAndre Fox. Uh, DeAndre Fox was a candidate for a possible MVP last year. He was starting to have a good season, uh, then fell off and was out of talks on it. But I want to see where Sacramento is. I I can look at their record and I look at their stats all day, but without actually watching their performance on the court, uh, I want to see what this team is about. I I think Sacramento is – is coming up. I think that they are putting everything together. Um, I, I am not familiar with Sacramento uh, as far as like roster and all that kind of stuff yet, but um, they're playing good basketball. So um, Harrison Barnes, pretty good player. Uh, I don't know if he's like superstar level, but I mean, he's pretty good. Um, the rest of the team, I don't really know anything about. I'm, I'm looking at a few of these guys. The Tyrese Halliburton guy, I've seen him, you know, on a couple highlight reels, but I don't know if he's a good player or not. Um, Buddy, Buddy Heald obviously was great in college, but, I mean, I haven't really seen him take over anything in the NBA. So, I don't know. There's a good collection of people here, but it, it looks like there might not be one superstar among the bunch. So I don't really know exactly what to think there, but um, I mean, they played the jazz pretty tight the other night. I'm looking through their schedule of people they've played. Um, I mean, obviously they beat the Pelicans, but I feel like almost everybody's beaten the Pelicans. They lost to the Mavericks, which we both, we both thought the Mavericks could be a top 10 team. Um, They beat the Suns. They played the Warriors kind of tight till the Warriors pulled away. So, I don't know. I'm with you. I haven't seen enough of of them playing, but it'd be interesting to see. I think Charlotte is a team that 
they're going to beat up on, but we'll see. I've got Sacramento ranked 15th on my current uh, power ranking with Charlotte sitting at 12. Um, with tonight, they've got the over-under at uh, 226.5. I've actually Ooh. got projected an under with Charlotte winning 111-108. I'm showing 230.5. Oh, did they change it? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now on RR, and it's showing – hold on. Sacramento – so it's showing Sacramento Kings minus 1.5, over-under 230.5. Oh, they changed it then since it's earlier this morning. Yeah, so that means it's going up. I was going to say I would have taken the the over. What was the what was it before? You said two twenty six. I would have taken the over. Uh, two twenty six and a half. Yeah. So now now I might lean under, but it's going to be tough. Either, either NBA betting on that stuff is so tough. Hmm. Why will you not let me? Okay. Well. Yeah, the NBA is tough. I've been keeping track of the formula maker that I've made and haven't made too many bets. I've made little bets here and there, but as far as tracking-wise, um, for the month of November, I'm 40% on over-unders, 50, 60% on money lines. Damn. Uh, t- total, I'm 57% accurate. So That's pretty good. It is, but I feel like there's still some tweaking on there. Yeah, um, I mean, you always feel like that. You'll always feel like, oh, I need to add this into the formula. Or, oh, I need to take this out of the formula. Or, man, this is really important. Or that doesn't mean shit. So, well, you know, I, I'm one that loves to do parlays. And, uh, right. and that's why we're degenerates. Basketball is a horrible, horrible sport to do parlays with. 100%. Um, so if you can, stay away with it. But hmm. if you are going to bet, you know you should be betting on rrsportsbetting.com. Right. Did you know if you text one eight seven seven bet and win and use the code WANNABE, you have a chance of either doing no juice till the new year or $100 in free gameplay? I, I've said it already. I've said it on TikTok. Uh, we've said it all over Facebook. We've said it on here multiple times. How are you not signing up and using $100 of their money, right? Right. They're if giving it win, away. You get money, cash money sent to you, right? I don't understand it. Like, if I'm hearing about this, I would jump on it already. I already jumped on it. I've well, gotten yeah, my benefit from we it. We both did. We already did it. So, so yeah. If you're, if you're waiting for the perfect opportunity, the perfect opportunity to get into sports betting is now. Absolutely. College Especially football, when you get to do it with somebody else's money. College football is still going on right now. Yeah. And... People that we know that have signed up with us already are thanking us on a regular because of the fact that they're winning money with the free hundred that they got from our sports betting. Oh yeah. So I mean, statistically, there are more bets placed in on an NFL season than on any other sport, and I think it's on any other sport combined. Absolutely. So get in there. There's going to be some competitive lines, especially with some college football. You know, if you think you found an edge. You know, put some money on it, man. Why not make a little bit of money? Plus, Christmas time's coming around. You could make a little bit of extra money, put some more gifts under the tree. I mean, everybody talks about wanting to put money on a game or wishing they had put money on. Man, I knew that uh, Indianapolis was going to blow them out and cover that 10.5-point spread. Nobody's going to believe you unless you put some money on it and you got a ticket to show, hey, I did put some money on it and I took it down. Guys, and if you're, you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, 
You're seeing Zach's NFL picks. You're you're making money. You're seeing my hockey picks. You're making money. Like even if you're going against us on some of the bets, all the bets, whatever, you still have a chance of making money. So why not do it? RRSportsBetting.com one eight seven seven bet and win. Use the code wannabe. Yeah, now I want to make one announcement. Speaking of making money, last night I went and uh, dabbled in the world of poker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went to the South Houston Poker Club over here off Fuquay. Hey, we know those guys. Yeah. Uh, Good friends of the show. Yeah, I mean, we've known the general manager there since we were in high school, so Absolutely. there's that too. Um I didn't really make any money. Kind of got my ass beat a little bit last night. But that's okay. It's poker. Shit happens. I still had fun. Um, nice place. Good environment. Cool guys. Dealers are knowledgeable. The GM is knowledgeable. Um, you know, it's not bad there. They have a uh, pretty cool tournament coming up. Um, most most places that have a $10,000 guaranteed tournament, they do it over a couple of days. They want to make sure that they get all those rebuys in and they want to run multiple flights. So they can cover that 10,000. Well, so Soho is doing a 10 K one day. So on December 4th, they will have a one day tournament, uh, $230 buy-in no rebuys. So it's a complete freeze out. Wow. $10,000 guaranteed. And they start, uh, you know, either 11 or 12, I think it's 12. And they'll play all day till they make a winner. See, um, during you know, during that. the tournament, obviously they'll have cash games. You know, they spread one three no limit, one three PLO, all that kind of stuff. But I've never seen a freeze out ten thousand dollar guaranteed one day tournament. I've never seen it. Me personally, I love freeze out tournaments. I think this actually shows more of a true winner than your rebuy tournaments or 100%. your flight tournaments. Now I understand by because of the size, sometimes you have to have flights. Um, but this is a tournament that I'm excited about. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, we won't be able to be there. Uh, we were going to try to broadcast while the tournament was going on, but we have other obligations, so we will not be there. But check them out, man. Uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, we share their posts. They share our posts. Um, so matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you can find some of their links in some of our link, uh, list. Yeah. So 100%. check them out. Um, and I mean, if you're not going to play in the tournament, they do a, you know, normal $10 daily fee, like every other place. And they charge $12 an hour, just like every other place does, um, for their regular cash games. Cash games have a lot of action. There's a lot of gambling. There's not many poker clubs on the South side. Um, you know, mint poker was there and they're gone. Uh, there's spades, but they're way down 45. This one's centrally located is right outside the loop. Um, you know, right, right inside the beltway. Like it's right off 45. It's pretty convenient. It's a nice place. I mean, go check them out, man. Yeah. If you're in the Houston area and you're tired of the same home game if you're tired of going to the same poker club and you're looking for something new go check out soho tell them to want to be athletes sent you yeah they'll hook you up well the next time you're at the yogurt stand and you're getting a fistful of fucking swirly durly of che strawberry cheesecake and chocolate tell the fat person next to you about two want to be athletes and how we like to talk about food well yeah and then uh 
since you listen to our podcast and you like food, um, the next time that you're sitting around with the cast of My 600-Pound Life, Ooh. go ahead and just tell them about 2 of the Stock Sports. I mean, y'all are just going to sit there anyway. Y'all's fat ass isn't going to get up. So just turn on 2 of the Stock Sports and they can't walk away. Maybe they'll get hooked on that. They're already addicted to food. They get addicted to shit easy. Maybe they'll be addicted to us. We're in works right now with a contract with Golden Corral to have our podcast just blaring over their speakers while you chow down on their humongous buffet of blah. Yeah, we're going to broadcast live from the chocolate fountain. Just see people getting fatter as we're talking. Guys, we appreciate everything y'all do for us, and we're trying to do this for y'all. We love it. We're having fun. You know you can find us on all things social media. Uh, we go through the list all the time. Yep. If you need it, it's down below in the comments or in the description. Don't forget to hit that like and share button as well. Um, this has been another episode of Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you later, masturbators. Always the